at what the frack what the frack <laughs> thanks gino i like saying that yep this is uh, episode seven and just uh, a little bit clarification kayla's shaking her head i'm pretty sure it's episode seven it's seven so are you including the yeah it's seven so anyway <laughs> steve's right it's gonna, it's gonna be right. it's gonna be seven now, regardless. <laughs> we're gonna make it seven. But I do want to clarify something. Please uh, also tune into our market updates, which are called "I Don't Know About That," and you'll see them on the uh, podcast app if you're using that, as they'll be branded a little bit differently. So uh, those are more the market information on pipe specific. And as we mentioned earlier, what the frack is more about. Just all kinds whatever. of, yeah, whatever we're interested in talking about today. Which brings us to our next topic, and we're going to be talking about conservation today. Conservation and wildlife management, Steve. Conservation. So I don't know if you recognize the voice from our last, I don't know about that, but that's the Honorable Wayne Cox in the studio today. Welcome, Wayne. Oh, yeah. Welcome, Wayne. Thank you. Thank you. Wayne, so, it's Wayne's world. It is Wayne's world. So one thing, I th- I don't know if uh, we, we introduced Wayne in our last uh, I don't know about that episode. As, and as you know, Wayne's our senior vice president of supply chain, but he also wears many hats. And you are also a Texas Parks and Wildlife registered hunter safety instruction. Yeah. Hunter education instructor. Hunter education. So instructor. everybody that hunts uh, that was born after I think it's 1971 has to have a be certified uh, in a hunter education. And course. you you provide that. Uh, I and several other instructors in the state of Texas. How, how, do, how do you know that you have to be certified? Uh, you can go to Texas Parks and Wildlife and look it up on their website. But so if you have kids today, like. Your, if your kids, kids and yeah. they're interested in hunting, they have to get that certification? They do, and, you know, once they hit the age of 17, if they're not certified, uh, they're illegal. If they are under the age of 17 and hunting with you, uh, they have to be within normal voice talking distance. So you. do you have to have, like, something on you if a game warden comes up and you've got, say, your 13-year-old out there shooting dove or whatever and the game warden comes up is is he going to ask if your kid is certified he's going to ask if your kid is certified if that child is next to you within normal talking distance they do not have to be certified ah. but if they're on the other end of the the pasture where the doves are that, that and, may and, sound staged what i just said but i really didn't know yeah it's I'm good to know serious i yeah. did not know that just so, so we, uh, nothing that Gene says is, is staged. So, <laughs> no, especially about hunting. Yeah, but you know, wildlife resource being a sportsman and all that kind of good stuff is really uh, something that's dear to my heart. It's been part of my life, all of my life. Uh, I mean, there's some parts of things about Texas that are just dear to our heart. I mean, uh, Texas music, which oh. Gino loves a lot. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. I mean, uh, we were down at Main Street. And you remember Gary P. Nunn? Uh, one of the most famous songs was uh, 
what do I like about Texas? And that sort of sums up our state and the way we feel about it. You almost have to stand up and put your hand over your heart when you hear a song like that, don't you, I always Gino? take my hat off when Gary P's on the, uh, well, I on the thought, radio. Well, that's a good thing. You know, if more people would take their hats off with a national anthem, it'd be a good thing, too, wouldn't that's it? Right. I like the way you think. I like the way you think. No, that and that and again. So obviously, we we've there's a lot of hunters in in our industry. There's a lot we're, we're a lot of us are hunters uh, here in this room. Kayla's a big big hunter, and and I like to do some of that myself. But uh, one thing we one reason we wanted to have this discussion is because I did take your class, Wayne. Even though I didn't need to, but I took it and I found it very very interesting. And a lot of what you educate people on is is why hunting is important and the conservation side of it. And so that's why we wanted to have this discussion because I think a lot of people say, well, you know, oh, well, I, I, you know, I don't, I don't like it that people hunt because they're, they're killing animals and they make it sound like it's something that's not. But one thing, I'll, and I'll let you get into it, but, you know, it's really what you, the word you use was, was harvesting, I think is what the. Yeah, we use that term, Steve. And, you know, if you, when I teach a hunter education course, one of the things I mentioned is, you know, the conservation movement or uh, being stewards of the land and wildlife. If uh, if you really go and back and do a little research, it started back. If you if you believe the good book, mm-hmm. you go to Genesis and you go the first chapter in the good book. Adam was given the responsibility to manage every living, creeping thing on the earth, and so it's our duty. I mean, it's a job that was given to us, and it's a responsibility that we should all live up to. So uh, it's important. All right. Well, so, and I think this is good, too, from somebody like me, who is not an absolute, you know, big-time hunter or fisherman, but I kind of do it because of our jobs, mm-hmm. you know, because we have a lot of customers and a lot of service companies that have deer leases and things like that, and I have to go, I say have to, it's it's always enjoyable to be enjoyable to be out there, but just to learn and and uh, hear what you have to say, I think uh, there's going to be a lot of people like me that are listening that kind of dip their toe in. That don't, like the questions I asked earlier, I had no idea. So I think this will be good for uh, you know just kind of people on the outside listening that kind of do it every now and then yeah. to to learn a lot more about what goes on and why. Well, and, and, you know, Gino, a lot of people get a little squeamish when they talk about the harvesting of animals and all that kind of good stuff. And I like to use the illustration where if you had a 50-acre pasture and you fenced it in and you put, I don't know, 25 or 30 head of cattle in it and you turn them loose, lock the gate, they've got, you know, grass, water, uh, some habitat there. But if you ignored them over a period of time, all of a sudden you're going to have those cattle reproduce the carrying capacity of the land is going to be reduced and all of a sudden you're going to have starvation and disease and you know that's against the law but we should manage our wildlife the same way uh, you got to think about the carrying capacity of the land uh, and you have to harvest those animals to be able to keep a healthy herd i mean uh, we're not the same as we were back in the 1800s mm-hmm. uh, but the question is that I always ask is, how many deer do you think were in the United States in the late 1800s? What do you think, Kayla? Oh, God. In the whole U.S.? In the whole U.S., Kayla. In, in the 1800s, not in the Genesis. L- in the late 1800s. <laughs> okay. I know I was born in. I know you're, the you're, you're one of the millions? new millennials. 
a million. So that's close. There were 500,000 deer that's estimate. That's not that close. <laughs> and they, uh, well, you were, you know, you were a halfway little halfway there. Halfway yeah. Order of magnitude. You know, how many deer do you think are in the United States today? Well, if there's more, I'd go up. So, guess so now a million. So now a million. Mm-hmm. So today in the United States, there's an estimate of 20 to 25 million deer. In 20 the to 25 million? Deer. Is that what you said? And there's, there was 500,000 in what year? We're at in the 18? late 1800s. 1800s. Wow. So we're not really doing a good job of managing... The wildlife. But, well, of course, people were hunting for more for food back then. Well, it was a survival thing yeah. back then. But now you think about the growth of the cities, the gross loss of habitat. So why is the deer population 20 to 25 million now? It's because it's a natural resource. And uh, people have learned to manage that resource. It's now something that, Kaylee, you hunt. Right. And so you've, you know, I've got kids and I've got grandkids. I've got a, a 10-year-old grandson Name Aiden, shout out to Aiden. Uh, but, you know, he killed his first deer when he was seven years old, and we put organic meat on the table uh, about two days after that. So you've got a, uh, you're a 11 month old. 11 month old. We won't put a gun in her hand quite yet. Well, but what's her name? <laughs> Kennedy. Kennedy. Mm-hmm. And so shout you're going to want that. Shout out, Kennedy. There you go. <laughs> you're going to want that resource to be available right. to Kennedy to enjoy. I was with Kayla when she shot a, uh, a turkey with a bow, harvested a turkey with a bow. Uh, you've harvested an axis deer with a bow. Right. And so, uh, you know, the enjoyment associated with that, but also, you know, just the respect of the game animal themselves. Well, and we already give, I mean, I don't see anything wrong with it, but we already give Kennedy deer meat constantly. Yeah. Because, I mean, like tacos we made last night. Well, guess who was eating the tacos and guess where they came from? Mm-mm-mm. Everything we kill. Raising her right. <laughs> Like, hopefully there's no problem with this. Yeah. Well, there's not. I mean, a lot of people don't realize that if you're putting beef on the table or chicken on your plate or pork, you know, that animal was was harvested. Well, and not only that is sometimes, I mean, like, everybody's going for grass-fed beef now and... You know more of the organic chicken because they don't like the way the 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 livestock is treated during their life before they're they make it their way to the table. Right. Well, they, these are, I mean, they're wild animals. So, I mean, from the standpoint of if if you're if you're more inclined to think, well, I don't like the these uh, uh, chicken farms where the chickens are just stuffed in there, one on top of the other. It's not. It's kind of inhumane. Well. These animals are living pretty humane lives. I yeah. mean, yeah, it's yes, we're harvesting them for for food, but at the end of the day, I mean, if if like I said, if you're inclined to not like the inhumane behavior, well, this is not inhumane behavior. Well, and if you think about it too, you're talking about the carrying capacity of the land and the habitat. Uh, you don't want to get uh, the population of the deer or turkeys or whatever past the carrying capacity of the land because the worst thing that could happen to an animal is starvation and disease sets in. And that's a whole lot more suffering than you think about going out and harvesting that animal and putting organic meat on your table. Well, you can tell when you see those deer eating corn that don't have any more teeth because of their age. It's just sad. And at that point, if you go try to, you know, kill them just to pretty much to and they're suffering. And then you don't even get to use the meat because they're at that point with disease and whatnot. And yeah. that's just, it's a sad process. You don't want 
any animal to have to ever go through that. So there is, you know, when you're talking about these big hunting ranches and all that kind of good stuff, there's, you know, there's selective management programs Mm -hmm. on what kind of animals you want to harvest and when you want to harvest them at certain ages and all that kind of good stuff. So it's, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's a successful process. Uh, If you also think about, you know, other wildlife uh, and habitat management, ducks, ducks, the duck population yeah. comes into mind immediately. And shout out to Ducks Unlimited and all the great things that they do uh, for conservation. Uh, I'm a member of DU. I think you are too, mm-hmm. Steve. And, you know, I know uh, Ducks Unlimited has about uh, 14 to 15 million acres that they've purchased that is set aside as, wet, set aside as wetland management yeah. right now. Yeah, so it's not just for the ducks. I mean, a lot of people probably hear Ducks Unlimited, they think it's just a bunch of you know duck hunters out there wanting to shoot birds it's it's really it really is about wetlands con- conservation more than anything yeah and you know the other thing about it too a lot of those chapters there's 2400 chapters of ducks unlimited across the nation right now uh, a lot of those really large contributing chapters are found in the Texas Louisiana coastline and a lot of those chapters are supported very heavily by the oil and gas industry, just yeah. to be honest. Yeah, yeah, no, the, the the energy industry is a big supporter. That's and that's where people, it's it's this whole thing about uh, what you see in the popular media and things, and and what the energy industry is about. And you think it's just a bunch of people that don't care about the earth or anything like that. And it's it's really just the opposite. I mean, it's a, uh, I mean, the energy industry is is all about natural resources, and it's not just oil and gas as a natural resource. Like you said, it's it's the wetlands, it's it's the wildlife, it's it's everything. Hunters, you know, experienced hunters, they don't they're not going out there to wipe out, you know, herds of animals or or make a species extinct. There, it truly is a a a conservation effort. Uh, and again, we've all heard. It, but there's there's truth in it, we, and you've heard it when you start hunting. Is that you know you got to try to control the deer population because they can't control themselves. And also, like I said, it's 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 food for us, and we're as human beings, you know, we're we're hunters. I mean, we're 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 at the end of the day, that's we we need to we need to hunt animals to to eat. Uh, it'd be great if we could just grow animals out of the ground but it doesn't work that way <laughs> well and i know gene mentioned that you know gene's a big golfer and all that that's part of our entertainment of our industry creates a lot of charity work in our industry too sure but the uh the the hunting sports does as well mm-hmm. and i know uh, like gene sporting said clays. sporting clays and you just skeet uh, leagues uh all of that and so uh the charity work that's done for that uh beyond uh, the conservation and wildlife management side of it is is tremendous. Uh, one of the things I'd, I'd, I was at a conference uh, last year, and uh, one of the presenters from University of Texas, yes, hook him, <laughs> hook him. <laughs> he brought out. Must have been a smart guy you're listening to. <laughs> he was pretty intelligent. I heard Gene hissing over there. I didn't hear. It, it was like a anti. <laughs> Hook them. Yeah. Maybe I saw a, a whoop, uh, whoop somewhere out there. In a, it's okay, Wayne. I'm usually being <laughs> ganged up on in this thing. <laughs> Gig them. Gig them. Oh, yeah. He's outnumbered around here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's <laughs> uh, bottom lip sticking well, out probably. a little bit. But uh, anyway, uh, that speaker was, was talking about how countries go from poverty to prosperity. 
And the only way that can happen is if a country has affordable energy. And we're fortunate in this country and in this state especially to have affordable energy. If we didn't have affordable energy that creates prosperity amongst ourselves, uh, the conservation movement here in the United States would be pretty lax. Mm -hmm. I mean, you take other countries that are... California. <laughs> is, that, is that a country yet? It might be. It's on its way. It's on its way. What did you say, Gino? Don't California my Texas or That's something right. like, like that? Uh, but if you take other countries that are, are uh, you know, in a state of poverty, uh, there's nothing, uh, no funds uh, available for the conservation movement. Uh, the Oryx. Oryx, that's a good example. Is a good example. The Oryx was put on the endangered species list a few years ago, and they're almost extinct in North Africa, just t almost totally extinct. So they put them on the endangered species list. Well, after a little bit of uh, investigation, they found out that the Oryx population in the state of Texas is larger than it was in their natural habitat. That's amazing. So they I mean, took them off of the endangered species list, and today in the state of Texas, there's estimated about 15,000 oryx thriving and will be there for sportsmen, but it'll also be for our enjoyment to keep that species for future generations. Is that a good meat to, to eat? I have no idea. It's, it's amazing. Is it? Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I, oryx is? Mm -hmm. I, I've yeah. never had it. I never had that. I, I I eat axis a lot, which is delicious. It's every bit as good as beef, I think. And sort of wrapping up, Steve, I mean, bottom line, our industry, and I'm proud to be in our industry, the oil and gas industry, and the sportsmen associated with the oil and gas industry is really a major contributor to uh, conservation, uh, habitat uh, restoration, forced rivers, streams, lakes. We didn't even talk about fisheries. Uh, but our yeah, industry, we could we could go on and on, on and on. Mm -hmm. So yeah. uh, anyway, a shout no, out I, to I, our industry. Yeah, I mean, and, and again, I'm glad we had this conversation because I mean, it's, I yes, it's certainly off topic of 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 pipe, but again, these are important issues for for our state, important issues for a lot of uh, individuals in this country. Because I mean, I think to a certain extent, there's a lot of people that. That enjoy these sports, that in, in enjoy the the culture of it, that feel like they're under attack for, and 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 a lot of times when people are, are being attacked like that, it's it's out of, you know, out of ignorance, quite frankly. And mm -hmm. so, you know, it, you know, we're talking to Wayne here, and again, he here's a guy who grew up his entire life um, in, in this culture, and he's giving a lot back too. He's helping young people become more uh, responsible and more safe hunters because, you know, it's, uh, I'm sorry to use the cliche, but, you know, people don't kill people. It's, I mean, guns don't kill people, people kill people. And, and again, you're helping people become more safe with their, their weapons and, and their, and the, the, what they utilize to harvest animals. Again, you've helped us understand a little bit more about the importance of conservation. And, and again, I, I, that's one thing I remember, like I said, when I took that class, you got to, it made me think it differently because I wasn't thinking about, because again, I, when I first did, I wasn't really, I was just starting out being a hunter, 
if you remember correctly. That wasn't something I was really into at that time. And you kind of made me look at it a little bit differently uh, from that standpoint. I appreciate that. So hopefully, you know, and Gene, those thanks for interjecting that unscripted question at the beginning. That was <laughs> Well, and just to bring everything full circle, uh, the funnest part about being at a deer lease out in the middle of Texas is sitting by the fire drinking a cold adult beverage and listening to Gary P. Nunn or your favorite <laughs> Texas artist. That, that to me is just, man, My, sitting out there with your buddies and yep. enjoying what you did that day and being outdoors and looking at the stars is uh, incredible. It's yeah, absolutely it's, it's incredible. great. Isn't it? What a great experience. I wish everybody could experience it one time in their life. Absolutely. Well, all right. Well, thank you, Wayne. Man, I tell you, two in a row here. You might become a regular on the show, but thanks, Wayne, for coming coming into the studio and helping us out today. You're welcome. My pleasure. Yeah. And uh, Kayla? Um... <laughs> there will oh, be a time that? that you have something I can use against we'll get you. It. I'm sorry, we'll get but it. I, got, I got my own and little drop here. there it goes. Here. That's live for you. <laughs> that was a nice recording that I had Cody edit out, so it would never be shown on yes. our shown. podcast. It is my or favorite. Or played on our podcast. I'll carry that drop on my phone for... From all for all inter- and for, eternities. And for so. everyone else, I hear it randomly through the hallways every now and then between <laughs> well, Cody and Steve. So, Kayla, is there anything you want to add to this? I think, huh? That's a softball um, question. A softball question. Um, if there's any suggestions or comments from anyone out there, you can always email marketing at blpipeco.com. Um, any advice or you have certain topics that you'd like to hear? I think also on the podcast app, if you have a comment, you can add a comment right there, can't I you? Well, we have so. to look it up, but and subscribe as well to our podcast. Um, you could do that through the Apple Apple app. Is that correct? <laughs> iTunes app or the podcast app? Yeah, because so. we want we want to know if you guys, if every, if our listeners uh, are are enjoying this, if we're hitting the right topics. All right. million of them. Yeah, all million of them. <laughs> Prove us wrong. <laughs> and so. I might have ideas that we haven't thought about yet. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, we're gonna, we've got a lot of ideas for a lot of different topics. Not a lot of them aren't, aren't pipe-related, uh, which is probably good for our listeners. Cause and got some more guests coming, too. Down yeah, because yeah, you, you can only make pipe interesting for about five minutes. About five minutes before people start to fall asleep, glaze over. But anyway, thanks, everybody, for joining us today. Uh, we hope to have you listening in to our next one, uh, which will be episode eight. So... Thanks, everybody, and have a great, uh, great day.